You're welcome back to the Bottom of the Net podcast. I'm your host, Cal. Um, this is the football EP. We're going to be talking about the college and NFL combined. Uh, one of our top, many of our topics will be on um, our favorite college TVs to watch, one current, one all time, one favorite. Um, we'll be talking about the college football playoff expansion, early NFL playoff predictions. Um, we have a new segment called Worth It or Overpaid, and what's the highest position to play in football at its highest level. Um, today, we have some guest hosts. I got um, my boy, Nigel, Melo, e- EJ, and um, CJ. So the, the order will be EJ will go first, Melo will go second, Nigel will go third, and CJ will go last. Well, I'm, I'm last, you know. Um, so let's begin. Let's get it. Um, this is the the current the current uh favorites and all time player, right? Yeah. So so what it would be was your favorite college QBs to watch. One current, like I said, one all time and one favorite. Oh, for sure. Um, my current player right now, it's I'm in between Caleb and uh Drake May from uh North Carolina. I like those two a lot, and um. But if I had to pick, I'm going to just go Drake May. Drake May is like, he's fun to watch. So I'm, I'm going to say that's my current um, all-time Reggie Bush. And for my uh, third. Bush? You know Reggie's a running back, right? Oh, it's for quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was just all-time player. In uh, I'll say Vince Young then. Vince Young was my guy. Um, and then for my favorite right now, I would say Anthony Richardson from Florida. I like him a lot. He's definitely one of my favorite quarterbacks. I don't watch college too much. So, like, what what does Anthony do? Was he special? Why is he so he, special? He more on the running side. He like he like to run a lot, but he he always throws right where he need to be at. Whenever I bet on him, shit, he always come over the passing yards. So, yeah, okay. he's solid. I, I rock with Anthony Richardson, man. That's my guy right there. But he a, he a running type of quarterback, though, for sure. Uh, yeah. He's like Mike Big type or Lamar? Nah, he like a bigger type of but like He more yeah. like Cam, yeah. Like yeah. He's big. Cam, he's like he's like, yeah, he's yeah. more like Cam and Randall Cunningham, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, y'all got to put me on because I don't know who like really who sleepers for QBs. Oh, I just, I just like this year, I just started kind of getting back into college football since I've been doing the sports stuff. So uh, it's been a journey for me, man. But he definitely, like, I've been studying a lot of these quarterbacks, bro. He's been one that I really like. So, yeah. Uh, for me, right now, QB to watch, I'll say either between CJ Stroud out of Ohio State or, or Bryce Young out of Bama. Um, even though that Stroud got put on the hub by Michigan last week, you know, those two interceptions killed him. Um, I still feel like, you know, he's still an NFL ready quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but I felt like Bryce Young has a better IQ, football IQ, than um, Stroud. Uh, as for, for all-time QB, uh, I have to go with Menzel. Like, Menzel is the only white boy. <laughs> i racist. But after what I saw what he did against Bama, I like yo. I really thought white quarterbacks were meant just to be pocket passers, but the way that he was able to, uh, what was the word, evade defenders and scramble out the pocket and make them crazy throws. Yeah, so I love Menzel. Despite he has his off the field issues, but Menzel was a special QB. Um, 
the QB, what's the next topic? Um, your QB. It's your, it's your current, all-time, and in your favorite. My favorite? I love Caleb. I love Caleb Williams. Ever since when he took the college football scene last year at, at Oklahoma, you know, this guy this guy been a baller. And for him to do what he's doing right now at USC, have 44 total touchdowns and five interceptions, that's just amazing. So I love Caleb. I thought he, I thought he had thirty four. I was looking up his stats. Yeah, no, it's forty four total. So it's forty four total. Yeah. So oh, he got thirty four. He got thirty four yeah. passing and ten touching. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. That was it. Um, <clears throat> for me, it would have to be right now, JJ McCarthy. Um, I definitely think that what he's doing with uh, Michigan is definitely, definitely good. Um, you know, he has a big arm, and he has a ground game like uh, Josh Allen. So it's, it's definitely good to, to watch him play. And I was doing that comparison, you know, watching him play against Ohio State and their defense. He was thrashing them. Um, all time, like my man EJ said, Vince Young, Mr. Texas Longhorn. Definitely. Definitely watching him play, seeing his highlights. You've seen a lot of, uh, you know, big plays and things like that. And he was just like, you know, very memorable, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, my favorite, everybody knows where I'm about to go with this, <laughs> Bryce Young. He's always, he's going to be my favorite for right now. Nah, bro. He's, he's definitely my favorite. I'm an Alabama fan, so I can't even sit here and, and cap. But I just think that what he's doing you know, after coming off that injury and things like that, yeah, he lost to Tennessee. Yeah, you saw them lose to LSU, but he's still a, a perennial quarterback. And I can't take nothing away from his game. He's he's really, really good. Mm. Okay. Um, my current will be JT Daniels from West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, really, my all-time favorite. I would have to, you know, go back in the days when I was watching Tim Tebow, you know, Florida was really something different back then. You know, Tim Tebow actually brought, I'll say it like this, right? Tim Tebow was really that guy. And, you know, even though he's not in the league no more, he ain't doing this no more. It's just that he was still my favorite quarterback to watch back then because, you know, he had that, he had that, it was that, that, that at that time, I think that was the aura of when, like, we had quarterbacks, well, you know, you had quarterbacks playing, like, running backs but also still being quarterback so it's like this guy was built like a fullback and still doing mostly what most people wouldn't do on a daily knowing that you taking all that pound into your body you constantly going up against players that's way bigger than you you're 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 going for all the challenges and most of the time you know quarterbacks don't do that so that to me was out of the ordinary coming out of college and then coming into the nfl you know just like still keeping that same level of mentality in the NFL, real you know, NFL is a different speed. So it's like you going into that with that mentality. It's like we all thinking you ain't gonna last that long. But he kind of had a long, good career, even though it was up and up and down. But it's still, you know, he was still a good quarterback. And you know, at the end of the day, so we talking about Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. he still was a good quarterback, bro. You get <laughs> this is Tim Tebow, like. <laughs> Oh, my boy, like I mean, I, I just want people to stop making it seem like Tim Tebow made Florida. Meanwhile, there was a quarterback bro, he, before Tim it's Tebow. It's not like he it's not like he made Florida, but he made it he made it that he was that that come on, that type of guy coming in in his size, his stature, knowing that he was fast, but also too he's still built. 
he can take that type of like type of like engagement with all types of uh, come on it's like playing I mean, against Alabama I, I, I get what you're saying I get what you're saying but he definitely backed up another quarterback that was there that was doing his it's thing all right, yeah but it's all what's, what's so bad about backing up a quarterback no you nothing. still at, at the end of the day this is a team thing we're all trying to win so he still was a team player and that, that's what I loved about him Any, anyway too he didn't care about himself he knew what he did wrong <laughs> you you feel like he's the greatest college quarterback? Of no. The time? no, 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 no. I don't think he. I don't think he's the greatest. But I just think that he came in in that time when we was in high school, when everybody was talking about him. At that time, he was great, and I know Johnny and all of them were great. But he started that for them. Think about that. We didn't have all that back then. You no quarter. College was so dangerous. If a quarterback stepped out the pocket. You're getting smacked. You're not getting away with any type of yards. Now it's like we got to protect these players. We got to make sure they make it. Da, 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 da. And it's like college used to be brutal. Why are we not still? That's where we separate the men from the boys from the men. Like, <laughs> why are we not doing that? Respectful. Yeah, I, I hate it, Tebow, bro. I'm a Steeler fan, so you know what I mean. <laughs> That run deep with me. I see well, that bullshit he did in the playoffs, bro. That was the worst, man. <laughs> but that was he had a little lucky, he had a lucky little uh, little run that year too. So he was up to something, man. He was on the Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah. played on the Broncos for a couple of years. Like that, that to me it was good years. You know, he was the team that he, when we played, and I'd be like, oh, I, right. you know, Tim Tebow about to do something special. It it happened every night. But yeah, you know it went downhill, and you know obviously we know that this is still a passing league, and we keep saying it over and over. But you know this guy, he can't do that for so long. <laughs> You're right. I in mind. Um, my current is uh Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, that's his name. Yeah, I've been watching his highlights. He's a great passer. He reminds me a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. He got a strong arm. He's very versatile in the open field. You know, he does a lot of good things. Um, I like his progression. Um, for me, it's just his arm talent is uh is pretty good. Like you said, he's he's had forty four total touching total touchdowns, four interceptions, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty good. Like I said, I don't watch college too much, but I try to keep up a little bit to, just to see the top prospects. So he's in that Heisman watch type shit. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eye on him. Um. My favorite is Cam Newton. He he's definitely my favorite college quarterback of all time. When I used to watch college a lot, and that Auburn when he was on Auburn, he used to make a lot of spectacular plays. Like I saw him dive over players, doing Superman type shit. So it's 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 good to watch him. I like he's my favorite in my all time. Maybe is Johnny Manziel. He was that one white boy who was on the field just going crazy, throwing crazy passes. Like you said, the Alabama game was tough. You know, he he just made crazy highlights that you see on Sports Center type shit. So it's, it's cool to see that. Um, I'm sorry if this quarterback that I hate is definitely Johnny Manziel and Cam. You don't like Johnny? What? Bro? <laughs> I hate Johnny Manziel. I love Cam Newton, but I hate Cam Newton at Auburn. Mind you, I'm an Alabama fan. They yeah. thirty minutes away from each other, an hour away from each other. Yeah, they're crazy, you know, bro. I, I, I don't know. I think Johnny. To me, Johnny was like. 
to me, he was that street backyard football type of player. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, he did a lot of stuff that just was like, okay, you, you, you're playing backyard football, but we're playing organized football. So it was like, you know, I, I still like Johnny. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt like when, when it really came down to it, you see what, you see what, like, organized football. Other than street, like backyard football, like backyard football can only get you but so far. So, yeah, I was gonna say now too. Um, oh, my bad, my bad. Um, no, 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 go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Um, I know you had compared Caleb Williams to Pat Mahomes, but as a quarterback in Arizona, he don't never get talked about, bro, because Arizona is like not yeah. good. But this dude, um, Jada, I think his name is Jaden Delora. That motherfucker, I'm, t- I'm telling, bro, he's hella nice, bro, and he plays exactly like Pat Mahomes to me, bro. Like I feel like he he'll never get talked about because of how bad the team is, but I think he will probably when it's time for him to hit the draft, though, bro. He probably be in that first second round somewhere. He'll be a hidden gem that nobody will talk about. What, uh, what's his football. name? It's J- Jada Jaden De- Del Laura. Jada Jaden Del Laura. Yeah, that's his name. He's I mean, nice. That kind of reminds me of like Malik Willis because people didn't know who Malik Willis was until his exactly. second year. So like Malik Willis has been doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, like when you look at it, you, we wait until the last second to notice these quarterbacks. Think about it. People didn't look at Lamar Jackson at Louisville off rip. So it's just like we have to give these quarterbacks the respect enough to look at them no matter what. Whether your team is bad or not, you think it's a color thing, bro? No, no. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only reason, the only reason why I can't say it's a color thing is because at the end of the day, we at the NFL and college, bro, players don't know how to move on and continue. They like to stay and keep playing. So when you got already your four rosters, it's like now you got other people sitting there waiting. Waiting for a call just to play, and it's like we got forty-five-year-olds and and thirty-year-olds still playing, and it's like, yo, you should be done by now, bro. Like your time is over. You did ten, you did twelve, you did fifteen. Like like Tom Brady is a prime example. Nobody's going to start over him. He keeps playing. So what what whoever's going in, yes, you're gonna get all the knowledge, but at the same time, you're not gonna play if he's still playing. What what type yeah. of fairness is that to me? This makes me look at like Kay McNamara from uh, Michigan. How he just and ans- he entered the transfer portal to uh, transfer to Iowa, and mind you, he was starting. He actually had a good season last season and everything like that too. JJ McCarthy just came in and swooped that starting spot off of him. And at some point, you knew that it was time for you to go. Like you knew that they wasn't going to give you the same respect they gave you last year. Like look at Spencer Rattler when he was at Oklahoma. It took them benching him after a good game, might I add, for him to go to what South Carolina now. Yeah. So yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy to me. Hello, he was just smoking a cigar. Oh, go, 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 my love. No, I was saying that transfer portal shit, bro. That shit really is going to fuck up the whole college football team, bro. Respectfully, dog. As guys, the, the transfer portal. That shit's going to fuck oh, up college football. Portal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny that you say that, too, because I was talking, I was, we was having a conversation before, and I was just like, I know somebody who transferred from this school to this school, from this school yeah, to that school. Me. 
Yeah. And I was asking you, I'm like, when is it too much to stop transferring? Like you transferred from the school that you started at and then now you're on to like what your fifth or sixth school. How do you get that many years of eligibility? No matter if you got that COVID year back, it's still like, come on now. You, you know, you know why they do it. They want the exposure. They need the exposure in order to get in the NFL. That's why what people. Is, what exposure? Like, but but what can't. exposure are you getting? What you, exposure? Exposure. Are you getting? We come on, bro. We all know when you do something special in college, people gonna yeah. it, and you got yeah. more players coming to your way trying to trying to join you. They trying to be a part okay. of that. So, so I have a question. I have a question. Would this be looked at as you're a disloyal player? Because people look at stuff like that. No, because no, it can't. You want to know why it can't be looked at as a disloyal type of player? Because at the end of the day, football, football is a team sport. But you're not getting picked up as a team. You're getting picked up separately. So for your position, you need to show out. You need to be better than everybody else on the field, even your right. own teammates. So, so listen to what you just said. If in your position you have to show out, if you have to transfer from one school to the next several different times, obviously you're not showing out enough at the school that you're at. To yeah, keep your and that means you, you. That means you're looking for the exposure for yourself. You can't make it. Just like you said, they're off the radar. Why is he off the radar? Just, matter of fact, he just said it too. He just said the quarterback that he was just talking about, Jalen. Uh, uh, what's how you say his name? Jaden L. Laura. All right, cool. I'm and guess what? I'm looking at his stats right now. 2021, he had 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But at the same time, look at it like this: Why is he not getting talked about? Why? Why is that? Because he he needs more exposure. They needs to do. He needs to do something special. You need to have a game where you only throw six touchdowns, 400 yards, and how you put it? Need to be running. You need to be running across the field doing absolute street yard football. The college college needs exposure. You need to in order to get somebody's attention. That's the only way you're going to make the okay. team and okay. be a part of like everybody else. Be head of everybody else. So, it's, so it's, I'm I'm hearing that, but there has been a quarterback that has broken FBS records, and they get talked about for a day on Sports Center, and nobody even looks at them ever again. I forget what school it was, but there was a, it's, it, it's called okay, consistency, yes. my boy. It's called consistency. You have to but, keep doing this on a daily. <laughs> but so if you're talking about consistency, if I could set the record for most passing yards in in the NCAA history, that's not consistent. But I'm not going to get drafted in the first round. Or the you round, you said yeah, round. but how many? What what year did you say that? You said that, is that for one year? Or are you doing that for the four years that you've been? Here? That's but the real not, question. Have you put your team? But that's but that's the thing though. Still, it's football. That's where football comes in and says this is a team sport, not a single sport. So you have to bring your team along with that too. So you that's a contradiction. Have to bring your team along too. Wait, 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 wait. So then you just contradicted yourself because you. How it's just like people you, talking about no, Calamari. They don't like Calamari, but he does stuff for himself. They, they know that. The, but you said no, it's I don't for like the You said hmm? it for the exposure. So how can it be for the exposure if one year I'm showing out, setting all these records, and not getting looked at in the long run? So you're telling me that transferring every single year is about exposure. So that means one year you're going to have to have a breakout season. Well, what are y'all really arguing though? Like, what no, are what, what I'm yeah, saying, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, no. what is, what is what the what This is what I'm saying. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is that there has been a quarterback that has set NCAA records, and he has he wasn't even drafted. So transferring multiple different teams and having one good season. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You said that right? Uh, what team did he play for? What team did he play for? 
Wait, wait, wait. You remember Kellen Moore? Everybody remember Kellen Moore? Yeah. yeah. State? yeah. He, he broke hella records. Hella yeah. records. He went to the NFL. He was on, like, Dallas or some shit. Now he's a- offensive coordinator, offensive right? Offensive coordinator for Dallas. Like, he was in... You feel me? Like he still, made, he still made it, but look at that. What did exactly. that show? What did that show? He made it to the exactly. league and he, he couldn't keep the consistency. He didn't he didn't perform to the high level. Like I mean, he, he can't even like keep that. the consistency calling plays, so I'm not even finna sit here and defend I mean, Kelly Moore. Yeah, you can call plays, but you, you gotta be on that field. Like Brady could be calling plays, but he's literally on the field all the time. No, but I'm talking about as an offensive coordinator for Kellen Moore right now, him calling the plays are very spotty. So I'm not going to defend him in his honor or whatever he did at Boise State. That's, that's cool, but I'm, but I'm just saying. Yeah, what type of what point are you making about this? Please exactly. wait, just, so, say, just explain to me what type so of point you're saying. So you're saying that people need the exposure because they're going into the NFL as a player to play on a team. But if I'm transferring team to team to team to team, me having one good year is going to show disloyalty. Number one, it's going to show the simple fact I that. Care about that. It, huh? Honestly, I, I'm gonna be frank with you, bro. Nobody cares, especially in college. If you're trying to get a bag. They don't really care. If you That's go, listen to this. Listen, this, I'm going to give you the real. A player like uh, Spencer Rattler, he transfers, right? He gives that school exposure. That school now gets the money and funds to show what they have. Their facilities get better. Everything gets better. That's what kids, that's what you do in college. You try to build up these schools. Players okay. go and build up schools. So, Alabama. So you're, building, so, so you're building up the school, but you're not building uh-huh. up yourself in the, the long run. No, Just you are because you're, wait, 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 wait. First and foremost, you're going about it in two different points, bro. You need to stick to the one point. The I one point. Already, you're trying to figure out is why he's right though. He's right. right. You got too many points. Stick to that one point, bro. Because at the end of the no, day, football, football, bro, you need to stand out in order to make it to the NFL. Yes, this is a team sport, but at the end of the day, they only care about what you can do for them, so they can get more money and succeed in the long run. We know that. But at the end of the day, bro, you know, when you get into college, bro, it's not about you. It's really, it's not about just you. It's about the team. And then also, too, then it's about you. Because now your stats have to equal out. You have to show out. There has to be plays of you going crazy. Like, we'll get to the point. Like, these people, these kids is in college, bro, they're young. They're trying to make it to the NFL. They don't know nothing else but this football shit. Like what? But, but like, my thing, but my thing is, you're saying that it's not just about you; it's about the team. But then, on one hand, it's about you too. Yeah, so it's two at, sides wait, of the coin, bro. Wait, 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 wait. But when you look at a quarterback like Kyler Murray right now, getting paid all the money that he's getting paid, it's we like, know why what, he's getting. We, but but at but the end of the day, there are players literally saying that Kyler Murray only cares about himself, and it's so true. We see it every day. He cares about himself. Uh, so we're going to talk about college football playoff expansions. Um, will it make the college football atmosphere more uh, competitive? Absolutely. Yes. It's been competitive. No, no, no. I'm going to start with EJ. Let's go on over. Come on. I, I, think, I think it'll make it more competitive, but the thing is with, uh, with college, right, when I started watching college and shit, like, it was more of like, I mean, when I, when I wasn't watching college, it was because I feel like it was so much scoring and all of that. Like, they score nonstop. NFL, you get a little bit more defensive games and stuff like that. But then when you run into, like, 
LSU and, and Alabama and all these good teams when they do play each other. Like what he said down there, it's been competitive. It's, it's, it's already been that. You know what I mean? But I feel like you ask some extra teams or whatever to the, to the forefront that might even like TCU, for instance, they've been playing – They've been playing good, but they ain't been playing no, you know what I mean? They ain't been playing, like, teams I feel like that's, like, top tier. So when they get in there, they might get ran through, you know what I'm saying? By, like, some, by, like these real top-level teams and shit like that, you know what I mean? Because they schedule them and all that. But, you know, I still would love to see it. That's why I'm like, if they throw them in there, you never know. You just never know, you know what I mean? You see stuff in, in, the, um, in college basketball where they do the tournament, and then you see these random teams putting out, um, top tier teams and shit like that. So I would love to see them expand and see if these teams that that don't really play the best schedules and stuff like that, and see if they can beat these top tier teams, man. Just just to see if it, you know. And I feel like more teams the better, you know. what I mean, more eyes, more people watching. You can't go wrong with that. What's that? Yeah, I agree. Like, um, the question I was gonna ask you is, like, would you be afraid of seeing teams getting blown out in playoff situations like that, and just be like whack ass games? I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be afraid of that. You know what I'm saying? Because if they blow that team out, then on to the next team. You know what I mean? Then it's gonna end up being a competitive game. You know what I mean? It's just almost like the playoffs in the NFLs. Like those wild card teams, you you expect them to lose, but sometimes they come out and win. You know what I mean? And those be the teams that end up hitting Super Bowls. So you just never know. I feel like you should throw expand that joint and see what see what happens, man. You can't really go wrong with doing that. I, I feel like there's no reason to not do it. Like, why would you not do that shit? I mean, it'll work out perfectly, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I see it from a financial standpoint equals more money. More teams equal more money, more revenue, more TV deals, more more everything. Um, also, hey. too, you know, I just feel like, you know, the top four teams, like you mentioned, TCU, if, if the if the playoff were to be expended today, probably a 12 team would have beat TCU badly. You feel me? Like you never know what could happen. So I feel like it would definitely will bring a competitive edge, you know, to those top four teams for sure. And also, at least that we don't got to see the same teams every year, like a Bama, a Georgia, a Clemson. You know? uh, at least that there's a different team making it. He's like, yes, I find good enjoy watching, you know, them championship games again. Exactly, nah. That's true, shit, bro. Cause I'm tired of seeing those teams, bro. I mean, I'm tired of seeing the same teams. I want to see Pac-12, bro. I never. It's like you know, they barely ever. Like, I don't even think I have a Pac-12 team made the playoffs since they start doing this shit. Or, I don't know, cause I, I just really, yeah, I just really started getting into the to the college football like this year and last year. Yeah. See, I think that expanding, like Melo said, definitely brings in more money generates more revenue for everybody. But as EJ said, you know, when you look at TCU, TCU hasn't played anybody this year, really. No type of competition. So for them to make the playoffs, to to play a competition like a Michigan or Ohio State or USC would kind of just be like, mm, I don't really see it happening. I don't really see them coming out with a win. I definitely would like to see these teams that, you know, go undefeated this year or, you know, go like 11-1, and 12-1, get a harder schedule the, the following year. 
because yeah. you could never see because when you look at it, people will sit here and be like, "Oh, Alabama made it in again." But Alabama's schedule is definitely hard. They play nothing but ranked teams, for the exception of maybe three or four games throughout the season. So you can't really be people can't really be mad that Alabama or Georgia make it in because the SEC is the hardest, the hardest conference that there is in college football. Good point. That's a good point. I mean, like, when you look at it, it's just like, come on. They play their whole division. They play, what, East or West? One of the two. And then they still got to play, like, a Kentucky or a Tennessee or LSU or Georgia. So it's like, when we look at it, or Auburn. Like, think about how tough those teams are defensively and how much points they put up offensively. It makes sense why Alabama should be in the playoffs, even with the two losses that they have. But... That people are gonna hate at the simple fact that they that they're gonna make the playoffs if they do, because teams like TCU and USC, but USC don't play nobody. Utah was what undefeated until when I don't even know, but ranked low. So it's just like, come on. Well, the Pac-12. I feel like the Pac-12. It's it's not the best division. But they not the weakest division to say they not playing nobody, bro. They playing they playing UCLA and Utah on a on a regular. You know what I'm saying? That Grand and Oregon. You know what I mean? So they got they got to see those teams on the regular and shit like that. So they that's not the worst division though. You know what I mean? Like I feel like to to kind of come to your point though, like when you was talking about TCU or whatever, and making their schedule harder for next year. Um, I, in college basketball, I know they do that because Gonzaga was having that problem because they're in the West Coast Conference, and their conference is garbage, bro. They they yeah. running right through that conference, bro. Yeah. So they had to start giving them ring games or whatever because that was a, a ongoing thing, bro. They were constantly going undefeated, and, to, and then then when they even well, when they make it to the tournament, they was going pretty far in there too. So they was actually a legit team, but it was like I feel like that was something that they need to do throughout the season so they can get tested and, and people can watch those games because they're undefeated and they're playing teams that nobody even know about. So I think they definitely do that for TCU for sure, though. And then definitely when you look at it, like a team like UCF, when they went undefeated for two years straight, people were mad that they didn't make the playoffs, but it's just like how could you make the playoffs when you don't play anybody of any stature that, that could push you in. So that time where Alabama made it in over them, people are sitting here like, well, how does that make sense? Because the schedule, yeah. strength of schedule matters when you look at a lot of things. Now, that's why they should expand it. I think that's why they should expand it. Mm-hmm. At least give them a chance to see if they even, you know what I mean? If they get blown out, they get blown out. Like, you know what I mean? At least we can see this undefeated team get a chance to play one of these good teams or whatever. The chances is they might get blown out, but – who knows? You just never know. Like in college basketball, they do the tournament. I feel like they should give them a chance, bro, just to see if they can actually get past, bro. And, and, instead of seeing the same, but it is kind of boring seeing the same teams playing over and over again, bro. And then, and then you get to then you get to see some of these quarterbacks. Now, say if those teams like UCF do win, you get to see the quarterback on a on a broader scale, bigger television. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it, it works out. Like it helps. It helps the college sport and get more people watching, bro. Because I really wasn't watching like that. I ain't even gonna cap to you. So, so, so I have a quick question. Y'all think that like um that like SEC SEC teams should play like like other college teams other than the same ones that they play now? Like they should like go down and play those teams that like you know say like um say like 
Ball State or some something like that, or Arizona, like you know, seeing like they they go undefeated their whole season, and then now they have to play Alabama to like win this championship. Do you think they should do something like that? Like, I mean, there was a team that Georgia played uh, that came very very close to actually beating Georgia. I forget what team that they played though. It was like in the middle of the season. It, it was Kent State. Yep. Yeah. I rem- I was watching that game too, and I was like, yo, Kent State is really holding their own against Georgia. So, but then when you look at it, it's like. Georgia was probably just playing around with them. So why would you ever want to put teams like that against? And and, and when you look at it, it's kind of like hard, though. But, like, you would want to see, like, a team like TCU. TCU hasn't isn't really a bad team. They never were. So, like, I would like to see them play against harder teams. That's just my opinion. I would love to see that shit. I think that would be a fire idea and shit. My, I just feel like try it, bro. Like, it's like they if they – the SEC is the hardest division or whatever, but I feel like – you you see the same teams throughout the season. Of course, you're going to know the game plan, the schemes and shit. You go play somebody else in a different division somewhere that they don't even usually play like that. You, you're going to see you're going to see shit change. It's going to change. They're, they're going to fuck around and lose a game, bro. It's going to it's going to happen because they playing different teams and different schemes and shit like that. And granted, like I said. They probably gonna win, and they probably gonna most likely gonna blow them out. But then you just never know. Like Kent State, they probably was playing with them hard. They probably was just not prepared, wasn't expecting it. Took them, try to take them for take them for granted, and then they seen that they almost lost, and they had to turn that shit up. And I feel like stuff like that happens. Teams lose because they don't they don't expect that shit. They playing, they think it's a joke, and they end up losing the damn game. It's like, oh shit, we could have beat them, but mm-hmm. we were playing and shit, we wasn't ready for all that. All these different schemes and shit that they they had coming, and it made it made a good game and they lost. You know what I'm saying? I think they should they should definitely do some shit like that. That'd be a cool idea, man. See, my de- my my thing is is like when I look at it, when you look at schools like Jackson State who went undefeated, I would love to see Jackson State play a, a Power Five school. I would love to watch that happen. I think HBCU colleges need more exposure in that aspect because you don't ever see HBCU college making a college football playoff game. But if you give them that schedule where they have to play harder teams, I I could see it happening. I feel like you should be more. I feel like we should have more more HBCU schools. To be honest with you. A thousand percent. But when you look yeah. at it, there are a lot of HBCU schools that are just not talked about. When you look at people giving out scholarships to, to Howard, Hampton, Morehouse, Spelman, those are the only schools that you're really ever going to hear about as HBCUs. But it's just Morehouse, like, but at the end of the day, Morehouse is a Division two school, so two we schools. can't even say. Jackson State is D one. This is D one school. Jackson State D one. They're like they're D one in like a SWAC conference or something like that. Like, like it's just to me. It's just like I don't feel like um, like it's gonna be hard to like bring a school up and play these big time schools because at the end of the day, you have to like include all everything that comes into with that. Like, you have to include that the fact that like now the scenery is different. This ain't no, this ain't no, the bench right there and the bench right there type of like game. This is a whole stadium. Everybody's streaming. You you have to be in the game. Like I just feel, I just feel like it's just gonna be hard for somebody from that level, from like the swag, like you said, from that division to move up and play these like big time schools. But at the same time, we want to see it because it's just like imagine somebody upsetting like a, a SEC, SEC school like. 
that would be that would be amazing to be honest with you because that would like you said that would bring more revenue it would bring more attention to the school more players would actually go to that school but in, in my opinion it's just like it's hard it's just hard to do it now because nowadays like you can't really tell somebody oh what school would you rather want to go see play like Nobody's gonna sit there and say, "Yo, I'd rather l- see Southern Connecticut play fucking TCU." <laughs> that's not something that's just gonna like happen, bro. Nobody's gonna go to that game because they're gonna sit there and be like, "These niggas is playing like they're playing them." Like you're gonna get smoked. Like, but it's just, it's just like we need what we need to really focus on at the beginning is just like the team, like people going to these schools. If they're not going to them, and you got all the like, I hate all the big time schools because even too they recruit players and they don't even like give them options to really pick and choose where you want to get comfortable at like do you actually want to be in an hbcu school or do you actually want to just go to these high-end schools because you see how you know you see the advertisement you see the the, the parties you see this because it's just players get attracted to that they like oh i'll pick miami before i pick um before i pick workers i'll it, pick, miami even, before I pick it's not else. even that bro it's like you can network into certain schools and get certain things you feel me Right, but that's but that's what I mean. Lower schools need to like expand. They need to like get out there more. Like actually build their build their. When you have when you have money getting funded to these schools by billionaires, bro. And, and that's why I said, like, if you take, like, a Jackson State, take their alumni presence itself or a school like North Carolina Central. The alumni presence is, is amazing there. They set people up with multiple different things. But if they get the exposure and, you know, playing these high-end teams, they split the revenue cost. That's what a lot of people don't understand. So that money can go into their school and their facilities and make it bigger. Give them more advertisement. Give them more more you know, national televised games so people could want to go there. People are not seeing it, so which what you don't see, you don't understand. Yeah, that's true. And and Jackson State, the only reason I even seen them is, you know, of course Deion Sanders, but even with him there, you really only see them on the gram, bro. Like you don't see them on T I see them on the gram all the time, bro. Like you don't I never see him on TV, bro. Like it's I don't ever see him on TV. It's ESPN Plus. That's it. Yeah, I, I ain't got that so shit. I don't. It's disrespectful, bro. It's disrespectful because they actually play well too. And the fact that they can't even showcase their own skills is like, what's going on here? What are we doing here? Like these schools are big time schools. Like, you know, they got a great coach. They, Deion said, is who wouldn't want him as a coach? Like, he played the game. Everything so, but my thing is, we only talking about that school, but then you got schools like Alcorn State, you got Bethune Cookman. Like, you, you, when you look at it, you have all these other different HBCUs that don't get looked at. I just what, yeah. what was the name of that school? What Bethune Cookman? What the fuck is that? It's in Florida. Yeah, yeah. what <laughs> is that? <laughs> what is that, bro? I think, hey, hey. Cookman, I think it was named after somebody uh, mm. who actually opened up the school so like you know i think people should look into the history of hbcus too like just look into that what you about you to know, say, I, some funny I, shit. oh because uh, um i heard about them because they were in see this, this is another thing bro the tournament the march madness tournament that's how they i heard about Badoon cooking i think they made it one year and i've uh-huh. seen them in the round of 64 bro so that that kind of come to my point of like they gotta find a way on how they could do shit like that, bro. Because it'd be a lot of schools that you never hear about. Now people begin to go to them, and people are beginning to start glorifying these colleges because they they make a move in them tournaments. 
and they actually, you know, get far in the tournament or whatever, like Florida Golf Coast. I don't know if y'all remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of different, like, small colleges and college basketball that people going to remember, and they always going to remember. So, like, say a kid who's seen that, and he in high school or, or middle school or whatever, he going to always remember Florida Golf Coast. So, now, if that school recommend him or trying to pick him up or whatever, he might, somewhere in his, in his brain, he mm-hmm. might be like, man, I want to put – Florida Golf Coast on the map, man. I'm a, I'm a hover. I got some people out there. We might be able to make some shake, man. Me and the homie gonna go down to Florida Golf Coast. Like, just because they seen that team before, and you know what I mean? Like, if college football ain't none of that. It's, it's, it's the same team. You see them all the time. And you want to, and, and, and your goal is to try to get to one of them schools, bro. That's it. Like, it ain't nothing more than that. Like, they, it's never who's trying to be a trendsetter and go to a different school than anything. I think the biggest problem with that is is that these schools have enough money to pay for their slots on national televised games. So when you look at it, they sign hey, deals with CBS. Um, before I continue, I'm going to say, until motherfuckers see a Duke offer on the table, he going to look at Purdue Cookman or whatever the fuck it is, and he's going to be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Duke. Like, I'm not doing that. You feel me? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, look, look. We can't be making fun. We can't be making fun of our HBCU schools. Because, you know, our HBCU schools is a representation of us. We are black, but at the end of the day, there's only 21 HBCU schools. There's only 21 HBCU schools that have football teams. So you really, you really think about that. Well, there's only 21 HBCU teams that have football teams that are D1. That's still, that's still bad. But the most of the rest name, of them are D two. I can name thirty two college D one teams. Why do we only have twenty one HBCU Division one school teams? Because you don't have because we don't have the money. But I'm saying, but I'm saying it like this, right? If y'all saying we need to get more money, that's cool. But I feel like we need to talk first and foremost. The schools need to bring their teams out there and actually have these conversations and sit down and say, we need to play these D1 schools so we can get our players more expansion, more exposure. Nobody, y'all know, like, last year, not one player got drafted from the HBCU schools, right? What are you talking about? Oh, like, it, like, like drafted, like, from an HBCU school. Last year was the highest year for No, HBCU. no, no. Me, no, it wasn't last year. It was a couple of it years year back before, before that. Yes, yeah, last year was the highest year. They even held a combine for HBCU students. No, but year. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is we need more D1 schools. We just need more D1 schools. goes, though. You know how that goes, CJ. You know how that goes. Um, we're going to move on to the next topic, which is the Heisman Watch. Um, who Who is y'all Heisman winning right now? Well, look, look, <laughs> I know I'm pretty sure most everybody gonna say Caleb or whatever or CJ or Bryce. Um, I was gonna say my, for me, this is who this who I really I feel like he he's he should be in the conversation a little bit more, but I know he's probably like in that in that top seven range of it, so he's not gonna win it, but um. Heisman watch for me, I would say be John Robinson from Texas. He been he been going crazy this year, bro. He been running it up like a mug, bro. Like hundred yards per game, hundred hundred plus yards, not hundred yards per game, hundred plus yards per game. Dude can catch in the backfield. He a monster, bro. I feel like he don't he gets talked about. I'm not gonna say he don't get talked about. He gets talked about or whatever. And I feel like he be on people's Heisman watch, but the quarterbacks seem to always kind of get the edge on that most of the times or whatever. And, um, 
Yeah, I, that's who I would say though. Honestly, I know I really like Caleb though. Caleb is my guy, but um, I, I would say Bijan Robinson for sure. That's my guy right there, man. Uh, for me, I definitely have to go with the kid from Michigan, Blake Corum. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, Blake Corum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, he's undersized, like five eight. You know, about two ten, and you know, you know, the last eight games before he got hurt. He averaged 100 plus yards and he always scored. So in total, he has like 18 touchdowns and over 14, over 14 yards, 1400 yards rushing. So that's pretty amazing. I like if he never got hurt and if he were to continue playing and put and put Ohio State on the hub, I really think it would have boosted up his Heisman watch for sure. Blake Blake Corm's a monster, bro. If he was playing, I think that score to Ohio State would have probably been like fucking like 67. Oh, <laughs> they wouldn't even have got. They wouldn't even got on the field, man. <laughs> Shit, they What's out. Blake Corum. Blake Corum. See, yeah, for, for me, when I'm, like I'm about, I'm about to, I'm gonna shake it up a little bit because you know I had a list put together, but when I think about the stat that I saw the other night, I have to put Marvin Harrison Jr. in that conversation. Ooh. He has never dropped a pass. He's never dropped a pass on every single target. He's caught every single pass. You cannot overlook that. That's number one. How many catches? It was like, ooh. That stat, I'm going to have to get back to you on. But I know for a fact that was one of the stats that popped up on ESPN, and I was just like, are you kidding me? And nobody Hey, my, my bad, Nigel. Quick, quick breaking news. <laughs> Deion Sanders just took the job to Colorado. I just got to open. That's crazy. People are sellouts. We were just talking about this. He's a sellout. He's a sellout. He's a fucking sellout. And you, and you see why I say, yo, HBCU schools, bro, you, you, you put people in leaders, and then this is what they do. Your own people say, yo, we need to get we need to rise up. We need to rise up. Look at that. This is look great. Wait, wait. He left his own son. That's crazy. He used, bro, bro. The man is just oh, Like it's all look, look. It's it, like you. Look, we always say this. It's about the money. But at the end of the day, it's your own. It's it, it be people it's like this. This this is the example that you set. And and the worst part about it is your son is on the team, and you're setting an example exactly like that. Like okay, you know what? I'm I'm out of here because there's no exposure here. That's what he's feeling. He's like, you know what? I need a better job. I need more exposure. I need to be on TV. I need to be on a commercial. He he don't care. He don't care. All that was a all that was a front, bro. All that was a front. Right. Think yeah, so? That, that's if you're there for HBCU school, bro, if you're HB, you're black, bro. Ride that pride to the end, bro. Ride it to the end. It be our own people. But the thing is, he doesn't even need the money. He has enough money, and two, he had more of the freedom at Jackson State. But if, even if you, even if you got, even if you got all the money, bro, take care of your people first. Give back, bro. We all, we all trying to make it to where you at. We all trying to be star athletes. Your son trying to be ex- exactly not in your image, but better than you. But you, this yeah. is the example you're setting, bro. I'm sorry, but that's just good. sad. This is yeah, sad. I, I don't even know how to keep going over my list, bro. I think being that Jackson State was not a long-term thing. <laughs> that, that wasn't a long-term thing. But you were sitting here trying to make sure they played all those D1 schools and shit. Like, man, get out of here, bro. I don't want to hear that. 
You're great, but look, you look, uh, you. I can separate the man from the field. You're a great NFL player, but at the end of the day, you're a sellout, bro. You're a sellout. The fact that you did that, uh, and you thought that was gonna get noticed, like what? Please, hey, hey, please. And I, and I want you to know when y'all see this, please tag him and all everything that no, you no, see. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We not getting banned. Ah, I'm not getting banned. We not doing. We don't have to do all that. But all I'm just saying. All I'm just saying is this is just this is why like our HBU, our we we get we put people in leaders for for them to guide us and lead us. But at the end of the day. You gotta also think about what's their agenda. Are they really here for us, or are they here for themselves? I mean, I mean, fifty-fifty. I can't say he's here for himself. Hey, I'm just, I was just clarifying. It says to take the jobs. He's, he's preparing for the offer. So it's a getting ready to do it. It's, it's getting ready. Yeah, he's, 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 he's leaving, bro. He's leaving. And them guys that Jackson State want to transfer with him too. I bet you that. Crazy, man. I just brought it up because I saw it, and I'm like, man, I think we it, it's it was kind of crazy how that happened. I was just talking about the HBCUs and shit, and then that that pops up on my phone, bro. Yeah, he gonna do it for sure, though. Bro. Like I, thought, I ain't gonna bra- like, and even to I ain't trying to bring the man down, but come on, bro. Like you got to be a better example for that. Like that's literally like DJ. Do you have bro? Oh, my Heisman's. Yeah, um, look, I got two. I got two. I'm oh, sorry wait, to say I it, to, but I, um, I got you. Because of that news. And um, Melo, I definitely agree with you with that. You know, that boy, that boy Blake is something nice. That run, that mm-hmm. running back is something nice, big fella. Mm-hmm. He is something different. But at the end of the day, I, I also got CJ up there. I think CJ's. I watched a couple of his clips. You know, CJ's to me, he's good. He's really good. I didn't think he was that good, but he's really good. So. CJ, CJ hmm? Stroud, CJ Stroud, uh huh. Mm. He's not. He's he's like that. What, I'm, what, look, what does he do that makes him special to you? Like, what what is he? What does he got? I think, that, I think that like, I think that he is he's performing to a level of becoming uh he can he could become an uh, all around quarterback, mm-hmm. and which is good. But at the end of the day, like if he if he like you said, you know, if he's trying to go further, he has to think outside the box and really stick. Like he is sticking to what he's doing, what he's good at. But I just feel like he's, I, 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 I'm liking him now. I'm liking him now. I'm loving him. But I still want to see after, if he wins the Heisman or if he don't, can he still perform at that high level when he makes it to the NFL? What's his so, NFL comparison? I want to add on to that real quick. Wait, wait, wait. What's his, what's his NFL comparison? If you, if you could give him one. Hmm. Wow! No, I can't. I can't really give like you could say like uh, I would say like Pat or something like that. But it's just like no, he's not mobile. He's not. He's not. He's not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying though. Like he could. I'm saying like he 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 has that sense of like he can stay in the pocket and do a little bit Houdini, but not as crazy as much. If you get what I mean, like he's not. He's not like trying to move out the pocket and trying to, you know, do something fancy, but he's trying to stick to the plan, stick to where the ball needs to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's hard to say. I would say like Peyton. He could give me a little bit similar of, of Peyton. Peyton was always like, you're getting the ball. I need you to hit this route. No 15, not 13, 12. It needs to be 12. So it's like, you know, he's he he can he can somewhat become like a little bit of Peyton. He can, I can see a little bit of that. 
Well, let, let me add on to that real quick, too, because watching that game against Michigan, it made me see that his worst enemy is his head coach. You've seen all the fourth down plays that they could have went for to, to save the game for themselves, and they punted the ball and let Michigan get the ball back, especially in the fourth quarter. I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, as the head coach, you have to take those chances to just try to win that game because you, you blew it for your quarterback, and you see your quarterback's frustration because you're bad play calling, and it just sucks. So, like, I watched him progress the ball down the field plenty of times all to just get screwed over by his head coach. He's a really good quarterback. And his progressions are, are bar none to, to anybody else. But I definitely think that he's going to need a system with a quarter, with a, with a head coach that helps him and becomes the best him possible. Yeah, that's true, bro. I don't think he, if he gets, he's going to get drafted to a bad team. That's, that's, that's most likely going to happen. So I'm, that's the fearful part of it. Like what, what he about to do when he, when he got a coach that's not as good. Maybe even worse than the coach he got. You know what I'm saying? How he gonna play then? Because and teammates, I that's bad. Huh? And, and his teammates gonna be trash. Maybe possibly. Exactly. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not manifest that. Let's uh, just say uh, he gets. Let's uh, let's just uh, say. Uh, let's just say he gets traded to a good team, like uh, an average team. A good, like you know, what if he go to the Giants? What you what you gonna do then? <laughs> Bench Daniel Jones. That's it. Nice. I don't know if he going to get Daniel Jones man, bro. But he, I don't know. That's not, they don't, the Giants ain't really got the best wide receiver situation to me. I don't, I don't really think, you know, and the coaches, he, the coach is pretty good. I, I feel like he's solid, but I don't know. That could, I would probably, I would, if I was me, I'll bench Daniel Jones, but I feel like the coach probably not going See, this, this is why another pro, another player on my Heisman watch was Hendon Hooker because looking at him and what he went through at Virginia Tech to go to Tennessee with a coach like that that you have and to just excel the way that you have been excelling up until you got hurt mm-hmm. like that injury really did take a lot back from him but we can't take away from what he has been doing throughout the whole season and I think a lot of people will sit here and be like oh well they lost to South Carolina really really bad but he also did get hurt that game so yeah, now Hendon Hendon Hooker's like he's real talented. Yeah, that like, quarterback. So too, I like him too. I definitely get that everybody wants to talk about Caleb Williams, but it's like what competition? But I'm saying, I'm saying, but like what competition has USC really, 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 really played? Tennessee played harder competition than USC, and Hendon Hooker came out on top. You're right. I, I'm being a casual. I'm being casual. That ain't his fault though. He can't be nothing about that. They feel like they playing that. If he playing the SEC, I think he will ball the same way, bro. I, I don't really. I mean, I don't see if, who ball, you, you know? You think Caleb Williams? I think Caleb would ball, bro. If he if he was in the same oh, position, if yeah. he had a team, Hendon um Hendon Hooker, uh Bryce, any of them, bro. He Steve, but he gonna ball. He gonna do the same shit. All right. So 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 you think that Caleb Williams on. Let's just let, let me give him a, a, a reasonable team. Auburn or Kentucky. He's excelling. He's excelling the way he is. Definitely Kentucky. I I, I like Kentucky quarterback, bro. Kentucky quarterback is nice. I do. I for sure know Caleb gonna smoke Kentucky's uh, Lewis. He he gonna ball way better than him in my opinion, bro. Because Caleb is doing so much more than Lewis is, bro. Like he he's gonna. He's gonna go stupid in Kentucky. Auburn, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I don't really watch Auburn too much. I'm not gonna talk about Auburn, but Kentucky, I watched them. I, I I like Lewis a lot, but 
I feel like you throw a dude like Caleb over there, bro. That Kentucky is up in there. They gonna be competing with Alabama, LSU, all those top teams in the SEC, bro. They now you gotta watch out. Now it's, it's a scary team now with Caleb being in, the, in that front center right there, bro. That's just my opinion. Caleb is that talented, man. It's not it. it it's nothing he can do about being in that Pac-12, but he's showing you mo- most of the Pac-12 quarterbacks come in the league and they go stupid too, bro. So. I, I feel real good about him going into but, the But talking Mariota, Justin Herbert was really good. Bo Nix looks good. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota doesn't look horrible. He looks he, terrible. He doesn't look terrible. Terrible, bro. He, he terrible. looks terrible. I have, a question. I have a question for you, right? Can I say, so, can I say my Heisman, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, my husband's Caleb Williams. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we spoke about it already. I can't even, I can't even say what I wanted to say. You feel me? Like, cause y'all just took me to the next level. Yeah, I got it. Whatever, bro. Whatever. What you want to talk about, Nigel? Mark, like, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember no more, bro. That's funny. <laughs> he just wanted to say it, like. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no more. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Okay. What's uh, the next topic, bro? Um, the next topic is early NFL playoff predictions. Uh, we're gonna do the AFC uh, champions. We're gonna do an NFC champions. Then we're gonna do wild card. So EJ, you can start. AFC champ. So when, all right. So this topic. Um, you wanted me to do like who's gonna be the best team in the whole AFC or just in exactly? Oh. Yeah. Um, for the whole AFC. I, I Chiefs it ain't really much to say to me. It's Chiefs, bro. Pat Mahomes MVP level. He's MVP to me. I, it ain't really nothing. Nobody can tell me about that, bro. It's, it's already set in stone. That's yeah. that's the AFC for me. I'm not even. It, it, we could talk about it after I'm done, but I I feel like if anybody really don't agree to that, I don't really. I I, I don't get you, man. But um, NFC. NFC who will be the champions out of NFC? I either see. Hey, look, man. I know everybody's saying the Eagles, man. But I really like the Cowboys, bro. I, I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan. I ain't got no smoke with the Cowboys, bro. I ain't got no smoke with the Cowboys. I really like the Cowboys, man. Not even gonna lie to you. You didn't even what? say the, bro. You didn't even say the Giants. You didn't even say the nah. Giants. Bro, you said the Cowboys. CJ over I, I don't even think that you believe that, Cal. <laughs> Stop, hey, stop, stop, stop. We've all, <laughs> look, look, this is, look, look, this is the problem right here. You, you, you Cowboys fans get so hyped and y'all get so happy that y'all up and up on the top. And then if the Giants spook y'all and give y'all L and y'all really sitting on the bench watching them play, y'all going to be mad as hell. I have a question. What, what is their record against us in the season right now? They're winning though. Uh, what is their record against us in the season? Oh, Obviously, I, I, okay, bro. They're losing. They're losing against y'all. We understand that, bro. We understand that. But like I just said, like, like, bro, like, I can't wait till you cowgirls turn into cow <laughs> fans. Like, watch. You're going to be sitting on the sideline. Then you're going to be sitting there like, oh, uh, the Giants, the, the Giants. The. Y'all, y'all was sleeping on them. That, don't be like it. Don't be like the Atlanta Falcons in play in, in the Super Bowl. Don't do it because we learned. We learned. They learned. They lesson. They feel. They feeling it now. Still, 
Don't do it. Yo, yo, every day, son, living in Georgia, every Atlanta. I would never want to be in Atlanta right now because I'm sorry. Just just alone, every, bro, that's embarrassing. That's horrible. They 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 sold out like that's the definition of selling out, bro. Like, god damn, bro. But look, 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 look. Back to what I was saying though, man. The cow the reason I was saying I'm just I'm just saying for NFC, the when we were saying NFC champions, we talking about who's gonna go to the championship yeah. for the NFC East, West, South, North. Okay. You got the wild cards. Wild cards. Well, I like what I was saying, like the Cowboys really good. I Shout out to Nigel now, man. That's, <laughs> you team up to something, man. I really, I feel like it's something different, bro. It's something different over there. Usually they lose in the playoffs. It just seems something different going on, man. Pollard, all of them, and CD and, and Gallup. I like what's going on over there. Dak just got to, Dak just got to sit. This is the same shit I was saying when they lost that game. What was it last year or the year before? I forget, but they lost that that little playoff game, and it was, it was some bullshit at the end or whatever. I guess it's really, good. yeah, it, it, it's really just. Dak just gotta hold his own. Once he hold his own, and he he, he just followed through throughout the whole game. He got he got he got Pollard and Ezekiel playing good. The motherfuckers can make sure the run game stay solid. They gonna be straight, man. But on to the to the NFC. I mean, uh, wild card. Uh, I like. I think the Bills will end up being a wild card team. Uh, I think the Dolphins are gonna take over that division. The Bills gonna be a wild card. I think they're gonna be a wild card. Um, Dolphins gonna take over that division. Um, they got a very high powered offense. I, I like what they got going on. Um, I like. I think the Bengals will be a wild card team. The Ravens gonna win their division, and I think the Jets and the Chargers is interchangeable because the Jets is sitting outside the playoffs right now. I mean, the Chargers are sitting outside the playoffs, but the Jets is in there right now, as of right now. You know what I mean? So. I don't know about the Jets, man. I, I like Mike White. I, I've been an advocate of him starting or whatever, but I don't know. He he last season he had a game where he went crazy and then the next game he played like shit. So I don't really know what I'm about to get from Mike White. So I can't really trust that. Justin Herbert, his team been injured, so we'll we'll see what happens when you know when it really matters. So that's that's me right there, y'all. All right. For me, we start with the NC. I'm um, disappointed in the AFC West. I really thought that that division there was going to be more competitive, but it seemed like, you know, the last two teams are just pure ass, like the Raiders and, you know, Broncos, Broncos country, let's ride. You know, those two teams disappointed me tremendously. But um, on top, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes playing at a high at a high level, MVP level, despite not having Tyreek Hill. To be honest with you, I really thought, you know, that dude was going to regress. But for some reason, Andy Reid know how to play him to his strengths. Um, after um, after the Chief, I'm going to have to go with Miami. You know, for some reason, two was playing at a <laughs> two was playing at a different high level. I I really thought that McDonald's, well, yeah, that's, yeah, McDonald's will not help Tua, but Tua's playing lights out so far since coming back from that concussion against the Bengals. After them, I'll put Tennessee. Tennessee is a pretty good team. I, you know, people don't really give Tennessee too much credit because of the division that they're in. And, you know, you know that roster too, that's not really a strong roster. That's a, but Derrick, you know, the only good player that they have is Derrick Henry and um, Jeffrey Simons. Uh, after them, if I had to choose the 
other four teams. I'm going to have to go with Buffalo. After Buffalo, Jets. You no, know, the Jets surprised me this year. You know, they pretty much over, overachieved. You know, that yeah, defense overachieved tremendously. The defense been playing good. You know, I'm glad that, you know, Salah made the quarterback change into White instead of Wilson. You know, as you saw against the Bears, that's the type of performance that we need on, on a consistent basis. And lastly, I'll have to go with the Ravens. I think the Ravens might make the wild card. I think the Bengals will win the the Bengals will win the division despite not having Chase. But you know, the Ravens keep blowing leads, man. Their fourth quarter leads been biting the Ravens in the butt. I think that they barely make the wild card. Um, onto the NFC, of course, in the in the, the NFC East, the Eagles gonna win it out. Um, after them is the Niners. Hey, man. Not sleep on that Niners, man, especially on that defense. You feel me? That defense in the second half, bro, they they've been holding their opponents to zero points. So watch out for the Niners. Um the Vikings, I'm gonna let you know right now, the Vikings is overrated. You know, do not buy into the hype. You know, Kirk Cousins gonna choke in the playoff. So I'm winning wow. you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a bit rough. I just heard. Yeah. That was a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Goddamn. Wait. Just go to go, mellow. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. You good? Yeah. Just go through all of them. Then, then we're gonna talk about it at the end. All right. Got you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. See who else? Uh. I think the Seahawks makes the wild card. Um, the Buccaneers make it, and last, the Commanders. Okay. You're gonna have to come back to that shit, Melo, that you said. <laughs> you just said some wild shit just just a minute ago. We gonna come back to that. So for me, the AFC, I got the Chiefs, <clears throat> the Bills, the Titans, and the Bengals. I definitely see the Bengals being out the Ravens. Um, the wild card teams, I have the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Jets. I don't see the, the Jets and the Chargers being interchangeable at all. Um, <laughs> NFC, I have the Eagles, the Vikings, the 49ers, and the Bucks. But for the wild card team for the NFC, I have the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. Giants, Cowboys, and the I. I right, so. Say it again? Mellow. Mellow. We, 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 you, you gotta stop. We're gonna come back to you. You, 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 up. Um, for the AFC, for, for the AFC, I definitely, I have to agree with, um, have to agree with all of y'all, whoever said, um, whoever Chiefs? said Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs automatically, yes, they're definitely making that. Um, I ain't gonna hold you like the what, like you, 49ers, yes, definitely gotta look out for them. Um, the Raiders and them, I don't know what's going on. Yes, they do fuck. I'm sorry, I was cursing, but they really suck. I'm so like, I really thought they would like pull through and really be a consistent team and change this year. But you know, like you said, that was really just a hype instead of you saying the Vikings was a hype. Um, um, uh, who else? Um, I would definitely say I have them on my list right here. I would definitely say. The AFC East, I would say the Bills. 
And then the NFC East, I would definitely say the Giants. The Giants are the Eagles, not the Cowboys. I can't I can't fully give the Cowboys that much, but at the same time, these are three instead of the commanders, these three teams, those three teams, Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, I would definitely say this will be like I it's either the Giants or the Eagles. I don't think the Cowboys really gonna fall through. They really you know, it's always the hype that the Cowboys is gonna make it. Everybody's so happy about them and then all of a sudden then, you know. The Giants or the Eagles crush their hopes, so it's like I'll just wait for that, you know. It, it usually ends like that, for real. I know Nigel said so, and, and for the past five years, it ended with y'all not in the playoffs, but we never talk about okay. that. Okay, it's okay. It's called rebuilding, sir. Got to face melt. Re, re, rebuild my ass. They are not it's rebuild. Bro. It's called rebuild. They, they are zero and two against us in the season. You have to rebuild care. a team after so you re, let go re, of re, rebuild, rebuild them shitty ass Packers, please. Yo, no, we, why, are, why, we are. We are. Why yeah. do you feel that way about the Vikings, CJ? Oh, oh, oh! Because this guy said some absolutely. Bo- <laughs> I'm flabbergasted by the answer. Blasphemy! <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? The Vikings, bro. <laughs> like, did you not see them play on the? Did you not see them play on Thanksgiving? Come on, bro. Did you see them play the week before that? Take out Justin Jefferson of that team. No, they got even if you take out Justin Jefferson, bro, you still got their defense and you still got Jay, you still got Dalvin Cook. That man is something different. Stop. (laughs) Kirk Cousins is still nice. I'm sorry. (laughs) They lost. And we can't take a player off. We not doing that. Come on. And and shout out to Madison, bro. Madison been backing up Dalvin Cook so well. Man, the Vikings is too nice, man. We can't sit here. You can you. I ain't gonna you let you slide. Give, you you got to give props where it's at, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna say it again. Keep Justin Jefferson. He got held to 38 yards against the Cowboys. We don't care about them, bro. We don't care about them. <laughs> he just threw the Cowboys in there. But we we talking about what he just said. He just said some blasphemy, big fella. <laughs> Listen, Mello, I'm behind you 100. percent that's wild, but, man. But, but I do believe in Perk Cousins. You believe in Kirk Ke- you the chains he was wearing? I cannot believe in a man who rocking chains like that, bro. On the plane, did y'all see that shit? <laughs> you like yeah. that? You like that? <laughs> man, I like it. That shit was fly, bro. <laughs> I'm with it. Yo, he said next thing he's gonna get some grills. He he's doing something different, bro. He's doing something different. But it's called um, team right there, man. Team building chemistry, you said? They got their quarterback. It's called being invited to the cookout. Yeah, for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, that's so true, though. My boy definitely, <laughs> he, he definitely. <laughs> hey, hey, chemistry, though, man. He locked in over there, man, with his black teammates. Can't go wrong with that, man. <laughs> Boy, locked. It, man. Yo, he come out with some grills, bro. I'm gonna start dying laughing. Um, better not. Mm-hmm. Better not. Um, my, early, my early NFL playoff prediction is uh, AFC champions. I got Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bills. Can you pick three? Or is, it, is it four? Is it four or three? As many as you want, bro. As many, you can pick as many as you want. Well, it, would it would technically be three. It's three, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. I got the Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, the wild card. I got the Dolphins, Bengals, Chargers. Um, for the NFC, I got Vikings, Bucks, Eagles, 
But low key, the Bucks is trash. You all know that. But low key, whole division's trash. Yeah, high key trash. The whole division. The whole division. I mean, they got they got time to turn it around. They fought with they five and six. No, that's the, the best record. Huh? That's the best record in the division. Bad, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, of the Walker Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks. I mean, you know how that go, Nigel. I don't. I don't like me. That's it. That's why. I'm not even worried about us being a wild card team, but the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks. Over the, over the Commanders. Yeah, bro, I'll take the Seahawks. I'd rather see Gino play than the Commanders, bro. Come on now. The Commanders been the Commanders been balling out for these past couple of games, bro. I ain't gonna even hold you. They've been balling out, so I, I'll definitely say they're 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 up there. The wild. Let, let the whole NFC East make it, bro. I'll be wild, bro. Wild. I'm sorry. Uh, they should. I, I'm they sorry. Deep. I like the commander's defense, bro. They got it. I feel like when Chase Young come back to, I don't know if he is he, he came back. I don't think nah, he came he, back. He's supposed to be coming back. Yeah, yeah. When he back, it's gonna be crucial, bro. It's gonna, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be some shit, man. He just got to get healthy, get armed up, get a few reps. He he gonna be he gonna be straight, bro. And and, and the commander's gonna be well. I don't know if he can. That's Tyler Heineke all the way through. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like he can make a little push through that through the. Uh, not through the playoffs, but he probably gonna give whatever team they play, <laughs> they gonna get him one hell of a run. I think that's what, it's like when they gave the Bucks a run, man. They right. For sure. <clears throat> Listen, I don't even know because the Bucks winning their division with that shitty record is just crazy. Yeah, they don't win the division, bro. Um, we're gonna go to our next topic, which is uh it's called worth it or overpaid. So we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna pick three players, and we're gonna we're gonna see if they're worth the money that they have or they're being overpaid. So I'll start off with EJ. Um, you want me to name the players? Yeah, name the players that you three players that you think. Um, it's overpaid. Carson Wentz. Mm. Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's. <laughs> he's hella overpaid, man. He's a product of Pete Carroll, bro. That's all he is, man. It's so sad to see that man just fold like this. But he's folding, bro. <laughs> he's folding like a fucking beach chair, bro. That dude's folding, bro. Um, who was the last player I had on here? I had somebody else on my list. Um, I had Carson Wentz, I had Russell Wilson, and. Somebody else, I forget. Y'all got to come back to me on my last player. I forgot what my player was, but it was for sure. Those are my two right there. Those those two are overpaid. Uh, I can't hear you. That's a come back to you. Yeah, come back to me. I two those, man. I'm I'm getting my three when when y'all done. All right, but all right for me, Allen Robinson. Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson. Why, why Christian? Christian McCaffrey, you think he overpaid? Fuck yeah. Why <laughs> durability, bro? Durability, man, bro. Yo, what blasphemy is you talking about? What is wrong with you, yo? Yo, you, you, tell him, yo, stop. 
stop this bullshit. Stop. Stop. So, about to make me like turn out right now. Because you, you, you get you get underneath the skin, big fella. You need to stop. This blasphemy, this this outrageous shit you just said is just beneath me. I just I he can't. Yo, bro, bro, bro. He, he low-key spit in fact. Yeah. Have you lost your mind? Have you it's not it's not he's getting healthy, bro. But Pat Arizona he got that contract a couple years back. Think of it's hard for him to stay like stay on the field. He can either hurt his knee, his ankle, my shoulder, my hand. He has fifty eight carries, two hundred and forty one yards through looks like ten games, bro. That's solid stats. How many games did he play? You saying he's overpaid in general, or are you saying because right now he doing what he doing? He on the field. He hey he healthy. He doing what he need to do. He here. He was the Panthers was trash, bro. There wasn't there was nothing going on over there at all. Like it don't even matter if he was injured. It was shit going on over there. 49ers, he healthy, he playing. So he living up to the contract over there. I don't, I don't understand how he overpaid, bro. That's, whoa. Okay, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna change. All right, I'm gonna change it, and I'm I'm gonna. No, don't change it, it, bro. Keep it. You can keep it. Just give me. Just tell me. You just tell me. You just tell me why. Tell me why. Just tell me why. Tell me why, sir. Tell me why you think he's like, bro. Because of him. Because of him, he's gonna mess up the running back market, bro. Running backs not gonna get paid as they as they should. Look, Saquon. Look, Saquon is the best next running back. Saquon, like the type of contract that Saquon looking for, he's not gonna get it. Hold on. Wait, you said the best next running back is Saquon? So you're not even gonna talk about you're not even gonna talk about Josh Jacobs. You're not even gonna talk about Jonathan Taylor. Saquon Barkley. Right. But Derrick Henry got paid though. Right. Under the value though. Under the under the running back value. But you're telling me Christian McCaffrey is going to ruin the running back market. I think that when you look at it. You got players like Josh Jacob, who's about to get a payday. So that's going to mess up the running back market. If you really want to think about it, who really messed it up for people to get paid? The quarterbacks ruined it. Yes. They all ruined yeah. it because they got paid. And even to look at, look at it like this, right? Lamar didn't have a contract, and he was playing at a high performance. But look at that. Are they giving him a contract that's worth him playing at that high performance that he just did? No. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got people, I'm sorry to say it, people that just think they are like that, just sitting on the sidelines, eating up the money, saying that, oh, I deserve this. I'm sorry, but Aaron, you're my boy, but you do not deserve $50 million. I'm sorry. You're at, I'm sorry, but there's, you have, you're at practice playing around. This team is losing. Take this serious, bro. This is money being given to you. This not this not no oh you know what it's all right you know we'll we'll make up for it for next year we trying to win a ring are you not trying to win a ring you're not getting younger you're getting older yeah this is your second episode ranting about that TJ you know, you know, I'm happy that you said that I'm so happy that you said that because you know I'm gonna start my list off and I'm gonna start it off with Aaron Rodgers too because he's on my <laughs> I, list and I wait. and I completely understand. Wait, 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 wait. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I had him at fifty-fifty because I think fifty percent of it he is worth it. He is a great quarterback. You can't take that from him. He's not performing at that high level to to deserve that fifty million dollars. That's just this is my honest opinion. 
I would give him if I had to. I would definitely like. I would dial down to at least to at least twenty minutes. At least I twenty. I would, at least I twenty. The only reason why I say twenty is because of what the way he's going about it in now. Because he's not taking it serious. He's saying that you know he has a problem with some of his receivers. I understand you can't trust your receivers, but at the end of the day, you come from an era where we made receivers. We made yeah. them good. So why are you not making your receivers good? They're, they they can be twos, they can be threes, they can be fours. But at the end of the day, you need to build them up. You need to work with them. Gel with your players. You need to. Yeah. So the second person on my list, I have Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely, Kyler, definitely. Kyler, Murray, Kyler Murray was 100% never deserving of that contract. I think definitely. that just having one good season is not deserving of that contract. And that one good season came off the back of your defense at the end of the day. It did not come off the back of you. It came off the back of your defense. You were never deserving of that money. And it shows right now the way that you still have the same team. You have the same team, same defense, everything. And it shows to me that you are never deserving of that money. You're still a kid trying to put on some big boy pants. You need to study more, read your playbook, watch film. And they should have kept that clause in his contract where he had to watch film. Because it shows to me that he does not watch film and watch his own mistakes. That people have to hold you accountable for your own mistakes when you should know as a quarterback, yeah, I made a bad pass. I got to do better on the next snap. And you don't do anything better. Now, aside from him, I... Have you watched his games and seen how he plays, or is this just off the top of the dome? No, 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 no. I've watched his games. I've seen him run out the pocket to literally throw the ball to D-Hop, and have D-Hop is not even there. You're trying to force a pass in between two people and get picked off. Like, I've, I'm watching you run out the pocket and settle for scraps. Well, you could get bigger yards playing in the pocket, but you're trying to be this quarterback that you was last season. Everybody picked up on you. You have to adapt, and you haven't adapted at all. You you think it's the playbook for Cliff Kingsbury? Because I heard his playbook is like me. I don't know how true that is. I mean, my thing is we will never know what his playbook looks like. We will only know how the players are performing with his plays. So we can't really say that it's his fault because maybe his plays are designed to actually beat certain types of defense. But as a quarterback, you can't see it. You're not reading the defense properly. So if you watch film against the team that you're playing against, you know 50% of the time they play in a cover two. 30% of the time they play in a cover three. 10% of the time they, they do mismatch plays where they throw stunt plays at you. And then the other 10 is like, hey, we could play in a cover six to cover four and split it up. So that's just my thing. If you're not watching the film on the team that you're playing, you're never going to be able to figure it out. And I think, and definitely my last player that I have is um, Zeke. And here's why I say Zeke. I say Zeke is worth it to an extent. Zeke is worth it to an extent because there's nobody else on that team that's going to take that heavy load that he takes. He takes all the heavy hits. He takes all the, gr- the, the heavy ground games. No, I'm just saying he takes the ground game to a next level to where hey, low. Huh? You said load. I said hey, low. Yo. 
<laughs> but you know, nah, like he he takes the ground game where it's like he ties up the defense that opens up Tony Pollard being fast enough to get around the defense. So this is why I say he's worth it to an extent. But the extent is Zeke needs to stay healthy. He needs to learn how to take care of his body better. And I definitely think that the team doctors need to do a better job. Like, you know, as athletic trainers, physical therapists need to do a better job at giving them better stretches, better exercises to keep their body from taking that that brutal beating day in and day out. I saw a video where it was saying, hey, as NBA players, they, they work out before the game starts. They come into the gym that morning and they work out the Phoenix Suns and the Chicago Bulls back when Jordan was playing. They said that it helps them play better. It helps them take the brunt of the force that they get. So if you put them through that workout in the morning time and then have them come back for game day, they'll be okay. That's all a, That's all a mental thing, bro. That's all his mentality. He's not a winner. I don't think that's a, but but if you're telling me that sports science is proving that you work out said it's all a mental game like he has to he has to break that barrier of the mental game bro like it's all up here yeah I definitely think that next season I think next season is gonna be a, a good season for him um I definitely think that he sees that his job hangs on the the fringe of Tony Pollard having a really really good season and he just needs to step up and play better how much how much is Zeke getting paid this is this is about- Zeke I'm I'm gonna tell you the exact contract right now cuz I don't want to get the numbers wrong I don't want nobody to come at me I'm about to get the exact numbers now I think um I think uh when you said um what did you just say again Huh? Zeke's contract. Hold on, I'm sorry. Zeke's contract was six years, ninety million dollars. Damn. Fifty million guaranteed. So you're telling me that when you sign that contract, you sign that contract, and for two years, when you signed that contract, he was the best running back, arguably one of the best running backs. Right, and that's why I said to the extent. That's the, the my extent was the simple fact that he can't stay healthy. So after you signed that contract, yes, you were the best running back, and behind him was Saquon and Le'Veon Bell, and Derrick Henry came right after that. But you can't stay healthy for two seasons. You haven't been healthy. So that's just my opinion. See, and the thing too with that, like it kind of almost come back to that CMC shit where my guy right here was saying that <laughs> CMC didn't deserve that, right? CMC was on a trash team, bro. Zeke was on a team that was actually competing. So when he not playing, he getting paid that. It's like, damn, bro. Like you, we really missing him. Like that's a, that's a, that's a hit to the team. You know what I mean? But the CMC was going. It's like. <laughs> he going to not they they wasn't good, bro. They just not a good team. Like they they were never really good like that when he was there or whatever. So it's like what y'all really losing, you know what I mean? At the end of the day. So with Zeke though, I feel like I feel like Zeke do a, he he kinda remind me of like like uh he remind me of Juju uh Smith Schuster when he was on the Steelers and shit. Like he did a lot of behind the scenes and things that like people don't even pay attention to, like and like you said, taking a load or whatever on a lot of players. Boss, boss, <laughs> and he he does that. And and Juju was kind of like the the blocker. He does he did a lot of blocking when he was right over there with Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Wide receivers and blocking don't even people don't even pay attention to that type of shit. But that's something that's really important. You know what I mean? I feel like Zeke does a lot of shit in the Cowboys mm-hmm. that kind of 
notice. You know what I mean? So he definitely, I feel like he's his contract was worth it for sure, man. The injuries suck, but you know, I, I feel like he's worth it for sure. And that was just like with the Steelers when you look at like Le'Veon Bell, like Le'Veon Bell to y'all was what Zeke is to us. Luke, when he got hurt, it kind of just put y'all on a downhill. Yeah, you had Antonio Brown and things like that, but you saw it starting to go downhill, and then he wasn't himself when he came back. We can see that Zeke, Zeke, when he first got hurt, put on so much weight. You saw him yeah. starting to slow down. Then you saw him cut the weight, but then you started seeing him getting injured more. And then it was just like, okay, cool. Like, how do we keep you to to keep your diet healthy and keep you to keep your body healthy? It's a, for you to perform at that same level that you were putting up two thousand yards. We want that. We want you back. Yeah, that's right. Um, for me, I got Aaron Rodgers first. Um, I think he's being a little bit overpaid. Fifty million is a lot. Um, I think he, like I said, I think he should at least be like twenty million. Um, it's I only say twenty is because of we've seen what Aaron can do and make guys better. So it's like. I don't know why he hasn't been doing that for like the couple of years. You know, he hasn't been making any other wide receiver better or like giving them like that trust that he believes in them, like to complete the job at hand. So I think he's a little bit overpaid. Um, next hey, quick question. Quick question. Do you, when did you start thinking he was overpaid? What year? What year was that? When you thought he was overpaid? Like soon as the contract hit, or no, no. The year I thought he was overpaid was when, um, was when he was like I think it was when he was sitting out for those couple of like practice or something like that, and he was trying to like argue for more money. I felt like oh, yeah. you didn't. I felt like you didn't need more money because at the end of the day, like this is a new season we're going into. We need we we need. I said it. We need new receivers. Randall Randall is about to be about to be out. Jordy Nelson had left. Um, you definitely all our tight ends was gone. You you didn't have no more targets. Um, our running back was they they were okay. Um, <laughs> remember we remember we had Eddie and then all of a sudden you see we wasn't running the yeah. ball like that. We just died that shit down. So it's like that was when I said like yeah, why are you asking for more money? And it's like your number two receiver is still not even up there, and you got all the rest of these other players just. They not putting in the work. So, like, why are you not giving them the ball? You don't deserve that much money. So, after that, um, I got, I think Josh Allen, I think he's get, been getting paid well. He deserves to get paid well. That team on the Bills is absolutely nice. He's actually doing his thing. You know, him and Diggs just flat out from good performance. Um, and then my last one, I have, um, I had Jared Goff. I feel like he's a little overpaid. The only reason why I feel like he's overpaid is because of the fact of, like, you just came off a Super Bowl. You should still be playing at a high performance. Nobody really left your team that much. You didn't lose a lot of weapons, but you lost some. But at the same time, you're not putting up the you performance. That that I, huh? is it not, I can't hear you. You said, you said Jared Goff. Is it Matthew Stafford? 
You no, Jared Goff. No, he's Jared talking about Goff. when Jared Goff had when they were still. Uh, I think they were still St. Louis at the time, and they made yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he came back, he didn't really lose much, but he lost a lot on the defensive end. So the defense was re- what really drove them to that Super Bowl a thousand percent, and you saw it too because you saw the game against who they played the Patriots. Yeah, and, you, and, you, and you saw that Super Bowl where it was literally just punt after punt after punt after punt after punt. So we was just sitting there watching the whole defensive game. So when you lose your defense, it forces you to have to play super, super well on offense. So even with looking at Jared Goff now on the Lions, he doesn't really have that many weapons on the Lions. So this literally he, he's he's reaching for, for scraps at this point, but he's still a, a good quarterback. They are a team that puts up the most yards and the most points. But still loses the most games. It doesn't make sense. Mm. That's interesting. I did not know that shit. So, mm-hmm. but, like but you look at when you look at the uh, the Jaguars, their their net was like plus like plus five, and the Ravens was like minus two or something like that. And the Ravens had more wins than the Jags. So it was kind of it was kind of shocking to me when I'm looking at this. Like you guys are putting up more points, but how are you losing so many games? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, and then also to um, what Melo said about Christian McCaffrey, uh, my boy need to realize Christian McCaffrey was definitely carrying that Panthers team. He was definitely doing it by himself. So I feel like he deserves that money. I feel like, you want to know why also too because 49ers are very smart. The reason why they're not playing him so much because they know they've been playing well all season. They're going to make it, so we need him mm. healthy. We need mm. him ready. You know what I'm still yeah. mad about? That the Panthers really did not have a good team at all. And then, like, Colin Kaepernick still couldn't get picked up. That was the, yeah, that was the one thing that, that blew my mind. It was like, yeah, I didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, I was looking for a quarterback. And yeah, I couldn't pick up Colin Kaepernick just to give him a chance. But we know that's a whole, this, that's a whole, that's a whole nother, like, political side towards that because, you know, people, people feel like he doesn't, he don't deserve that because he, he went, they think he went out for the money, but he really went out for the movement. That's all, you know, he just, He's doing what he, he like. He don't care about the money. He care about the fact that like people like us can succeed. He wants us all to play. Like do y'all, like we still don't. Bro, we're still the only t- the only sport that don't have a G League. Yeah. Like <laughs> most of these players yeah. is not going to the NFL. They're going home. <laughs> Go work. <laughs> they want to play football. Why do they don't have a G League? <laughs> like why do you not? Baseball got so many different leagues. When you look at it, they got so many different yeah. leagues too. Overseas, we we spoken about this plenty of times. Yeah. Like I said, it's political as fuck. Like you're not gonna even get it's dirty. It's just nasty out here. So um, my team, my my players, my first player is Keenan Allen. He's I think he's overrated, overpaid too. Um, Keenan Allen's overpaid. He's overrated because he hasn't been on the field. You feel me? When you're not on the field, I I, I don't I don't expect you. You gotta play, bro. You gotta play. You gotta show your worth. You gotta. People that you can play. My second player is Tyler Murray. Y'all, y'all touched on it. He can't throw down the middle. He's missing open plays. He, he's come, he's like fourteen and seven with his uh touchdowns and interception ratio. Patriot. Um, my last player is Ezekiel. Um, I feel like he's overpaid for for what he he's worth. He was one of the best running backs. He he should have he should have kept healthy. He should have stayed consistent. He should have. Did the dirty work. You should have eat clean, but like you can't expect people who get paid millions to stick on one regiment. You feel me? 
Like he's he's gotta he's gotta know that I'm I'm the best player on this team. I gotta carry this team, and that's that. But he can't do that. Wait, so I have a question because you said Keenan Allen's overrated because he can't stay healthy on the field. So is Saquon Barkley overrated? He was overrated at one point. It's like what's what's worth? Like he, he wasn't playing. We drafted so, him to play. I get I get the injury factor. It's always you know you I, can't, I just, you can't. I just feel like um like we we kind of like I understand running backs are like you know you need to stay healthy, but do know that running backs take the most hits out of everybody on the team. So it's hard to stay healthy when you just did a bang. You're you're going for con- like you're getting contacts hits after contacts, and you're making ten yards after every contact. Think about that. That's mad people hitting you. You're they, they, it's hard to keep the body healthy when you're consistently getting hit every Sunday night, every Friday night, every Thursday night. Like I'm sorry, but that like. I, I feel like Ezekiel Ezekiel deserves that money. But the only reason why I feel like he deserves it also, too, is because some running backs can't do it on a high-level team. The, them Cowboys, you know, they the all pro bowl. The whole, that whole line is all pro bowl. So it's like you have an easy way. You got an easy, like, lift off of playing running back because it's like you got people that's actually blocking for you. So... Uh, um, this is our final topic for the night. Um, the topic will be what's the hardest position to play in football at the highest level? Um, for me, I used to play quarterback, so I would say quarterback, but me watching my running back having to endure all that pain and go through what they had to go through, bro, I honestly feel like running back. It's the hardest position to play, bro. They they don't last long in the league. They like they 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 have to go through all of that. And you your your goal, I feel like as a court and a running back, your goal is like I'm about to bang it out for like two years, try to get a max contract, and I'm gonna play the contract out, play the contract out, and I'm done, bro. Like that that's literally how running backs have to think in this league, bro. Because it's like they take all that. All them hits, bro. It's just too much, bro. It's a lot of pain that they got to endure on a day-to-day basis. So they they can't – most people can think longevity, but that position can't think longevity, bro. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out there. You might run into a concussion, uh, some some season-ending in, injury that could take you out for the rest of your career. You just never know what can happen when you're enduring all that contact, bro. I think running back is one of the hardest positions. Granted, though – Quarterback is very difficult to play because it's a lot of people that you listening to while you're not trying to get hit. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of shit going on, and you trying to lead the troops and all that. So I, I always been fifty fifty between the running back and quarterback position, but um, I feel like run, I, I will give the edge to running back on um who who got to play the hardest. Like it's running back for sure. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm definitely going to say quarterback, man. With quarterback, uh, one, you have to be the leader of the team. Number two, you have to know your personnel. Uh, number three, you got to know the plays, man. And that's the hardest part, just knowing the plays, knowing what you know, what receiver or what running back or tight end has to do. Got to call the protection. You know, it's hard, man. And especially trying to try, trying to figure out what defense is out there, like how to break down that defense. So. I think quarterback is the hardest position, man. You know, it's just too much to absorb, and you, you just gotta do the best that you can to, you know, make just do the best that you can to 
out of out of any situation that's given to you. No, you can't hear you, bro. No. Yeah, you can't hear you. Now you Can you hear me now? Yeah, we get you. Okay. my boy. So, so I'm gonna piggyback off of what C, uh, EJ said. Definitely, um, running back. Seeing like the the context that they're getting, the brunt of it. You know, having to sit here and block big old D tackles that's coming in, D ends, and linebackers that are always coming to to pressure the quarterback. Having to get the ball on checkdowns and then turn around and get smacked by a linebacker. It's just like there's a lot of things that that I look at. And I see like a running back, you know, taking the brunt of it. But on the flip side of it, I also have to go as far as say linebacker. Linebacker is a hard position to play. You have to know every single, as, as, the same thing as a running back. The linebacker has to know every single hole, has to know where the opening is, has to be able to to read a coverage, has to be able to drop back in coverage, play man, has to be able to, you know, blitz the the offense like you know it's, it's, a, it's a lot for a linebacker just as much as it is for a running back so as much as you guys think that you know quarterback is the hardest position yeah because they have to you know gain you know hold the momentum of the game and, and you know they're, they're like the point guard of their team but at the end of the day i just think that linebacker and running back are the two hardest positions to play I disagree with EJ and Nigel. Running back and um, linebacker is really like the hardest position. Um, linebackers have to still read formations and also to know which side the play is being um, called on, you know, which, which way they're going, which direction, who's getting the ball, um, what cadence is on. Um, running back, I would say, like, just the gyps of it. Like, we've all seen, like, running backs get those injuries. Um if you ever know who he is, and I'm going to say his name because I still – I've watched all his games and I still remember when he had those two injuries and that was a long, long time ago in college. Everybody remember Marcus Lattimore? Yes. Yeah. Prime example. That man was uh, – he was – the. I feel like he was great. He could have been a Heisman, but just those injuries alone, tearing your ACL on both legs and then breaking your knee at the next one is just like, yeah, that's hard because even to now you have to – push yourself through to come back and help the team and knowing that like that injuries injuries decline you in college so it's like the more the injuries the worse it is to get on the team because it's like they look at you as like you're still injury prone like you might get an injury next year you might get an injury next week you might get it this today so it's like so i feel like that is still a hard position because most of the time every player i'm not gonna say every player but most players that play running back they end up getting those Injuries that just they don't they're not the same. You don't play the same. You don't act the same. You're not a hundred percent. So yeah. But the, I want to say take take a, a running back like Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon, uh, and and a lot of people probably don't remember who Todd Gurley is. Just looking at their their bias, you know, to the league right now. Todd Gurley was one of the best running backs on the football field. People could not stop him. He was doing a lot of things that Derrick Henry was doing, and he was still fast and elusive. Take Melvin Gordon, for instance. He was very elusive. He was like a Dalvin Cook, just very elusive, was patient with the ball, saw his openings and went. But they got hurt. And then when they came back, Todd Gurley went to the Falcons, and the Falcons ended up, what, letting him go 
for a younger running back who still wasn't really that good. But then you have Melvin Gordon, who just got released from the Broncos because he kept fumbling the ball. Sometimes you just don't, you're not the same anymore, especially as a running back. You're not the same size as these 300-pound uh, D tackles that are coming at you, 250 pound linebackers that are coming at you. You're not the same size. So you're going to get hurt more, more times than not. And people don't realize that they do so much to protect every other position, protect the receiver, protect the quarterback. But what do they put in place to protect a running back? Nothing. It's fair game for any running back. Yeah. Prime example, Barry Sanders. He would have had a, he would have had a long, long career if he had an actual team. I feel like he would have been the best run. Like we say, he's the best. I know he's the best, but at the end of the day, like he would have been, a, he would have been a Kobe type of best because he would have had a team. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I bro. I always the, the running back position is like, I don't know. I, I I used to watch my running back just. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this dude's getting beat, bro. <laughs> like he getting beat. I'm just watching. I'm you know I'm stepping back. I'm cool, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking off that field. I probably got sacked about twice. I'm straight. You know what I mean? But I'm looking at my running back, and he 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 telling me, man, I'm damn, bro. I gotta I gotta hop in the ice bath, man. I gotta do this. I gotta. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. You gotta do all of that, like you know what I mean? You know, playing quarterback, that once you handed off the ball, there was probably plenty of times that you saw a linebacker or a D in right in front of that running back's face. It was like, damn, bro. You just got smacked. Or even as a quarterback, when you throwing the ball to the receiver over the middle, there's a linebacker waiting for that receiver right over the middle. Like, damn, bro, you just got smacked, and I feel bad. <laughs> uh, for real, bro. That's what I'll be saying. That's what I was saying about the longevity shit. Like, the running backs getting the league, and they running backs last in the league max probably like like that the average running back. Now, I'm not talking years. about the greatest. You know, what I mean the best running backs. The average running back in that league in the NFL probably like five to seven years, bro. And that's it. Like they after that, it's it's, it's time to go. They got to get they check and make yeah. sure they family, bro. Like this, this, this is that's why I feel that's why I feel like like a running back should get paid. Like we care so much about the quarterback, and that's understandable too because he is the most important person on the field. But at the end of the day, we need to treat like we need to treat every position exactly like that. They can't. No, but I'm saying I'm just saying though, like if the if the NFL looked at it as more of a like sport other than a business, then they would see that more players would actually be okay with leaving after their first five, six years in the NFL or after leaving seven years in the NFL. Because now it's like I can hand off the torch to such and such and, and say, yeah, yo, I did my eight years, bro. You know, I was in there solid. You know, I did what I needed to do on the team. I provided for the team. We got a ring. We we could, we accomplished the goal and I can actually leave healthy. I can actually leave with my sense intact with my head. Like some, yo, y'all, y'all remember, um, y'all remember what was Amar Bradshaw, right? Yeah. Y'all remember him, right? Now, everybody knows he used to run with aggression. Now, think about it. If, if you would if you would look at how he played now, look at him now, it's like you don't hear nothing about him. You don't hear how he help, he's helping out other teams. He's helping out his son's teams. But at the same time, it's like I know for a fact that his body is not the same how it used to be. Like I know his, his, I know his brain, I know his 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 back, everything. I know everything has to change. Like he has to go relax, 
take care of his body, ice up because it's just like after like ten, eight, ten plus years of just running the ball, like you you, you ain't up, you ain't right up here no more. Like you know you. you so so wait, y'all remember the uh, the Barber Brothers, right? Tiki oh, and yeah. Rondé. Mm-hmm. So, I was just about to bring up, bro. So I was about to say, like Tiki definitely would have had a longer career had yeah. you know he one he was undersized for the time that he was playing, and two, like he was just like a boy amongst men, but still doing what he needed to do. And I think that there's not enough protection. Like I said, there's not enough protection for anybody coming out the backfield like that. So his career got cut short. So at the end of the day, it's just like there's just a lot of running backs. Like who's another running back that I can think of? Like take Tony Pollard for instance. Tony Pollard's career is he doesn't have to take any of those heavy hits. I would I would yeah. definitely also say um yeah I also remember Ricky Williams. Yeah, yeah. that that that's. A- Example of somebody that's just he, he, yo, homie said, I say, you know, he smokes, he smokes, but he only does it because, like, up here is all messed up, like hitting your head up against somebody else and just like still able to do that every play, every game, like that's consistent basis. Like, yeah, you're gonna have like something's gonna be up up there, something's gonna be wrong, you have a little screws loose. They had practices at the school. I mean, I'll never forget this shit, bro. Practices from running backs. These motherfuckers are running into D linemen's head up, like head up with a thing, bro. Like that was like, man, y'all go head up, man. Y'all sh- show me who, who who hit harder, like, and you literally crashing your helmet <laughs> right into a motherfucker. Like it, it was so crazy when I watched that, cause I never had to do none of that, but I would literally watch them. Like, yeah, and they doing that throughout the day, like for an hour straight, bro, just going head up, like seeing who and everybody on the team doing it, bro. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is crazy, yeah, bro. Crazy. Like, but. You, you ain't thinking about all that like at that time, like that back in like you know, to oh eight, oh nine, two thousand ten and shit. I wasn't thinking about no concussions and TTE and none of that. Bro. It was, everybody was just doing it, bro. Just like, who cares? Like, go head up, bro. I'm gonna say mine and we're gonna wrap it up. Uh so my hardest position is probably cornerback. Uh it probably I feel like they gotta fight the receivers more. You y'all think so, Nigel? Don't fuck. Don't worry. Yeah, they got help. Over time, bro. They got but help. Over the they have a tough job, bro. They gotta guard every receiver. They gotta guard tight ends. So is safety. I feel like safety. They gotta guard the whole field. Dude, yeah. As a safety, bro. Come on now. Huh? Come on. Don't don't look over here like that, bro. As I said, <laughs> you, you and I like play football. You're the last line stop, of the stop. You and I play football. You know playing safety is literally the most easiest job. Sit there and slap somebody who's going for the ball. You're getting smacked. Corners, the only way you're you're at an advantage is if he's taller than you. If he's the same height, boo, you're not you're not getting past me. You ain't getting okay. down like this. I don't care what you do. There's not a lot of corners. There's not a lot of good corners, bro. There's not but a lot. They, but, but they also are mismatched, though. If you really think about it, most of the receivers are over like 6'5", six, 6'4". Five, six, mm-hmm. No, so, not all of them. The corners are all 5'10", five, five, or 5'9", or 5'8". I'm five, saying eight. there's not what a lot of great What do do with that? Think about it. Think about think about your think about your cornerback number one. Take take Jalen Ramsey for instance. How tall is Jalen Ramsey? Like six three. Jalen Ramsey is six two. He's six three. Six three. He's six right. 
Yeah. So you, okay. Okay. So you take Jalen Ramsey and put him against like a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson. How many times do you think that they're gonna get the ball over the top of him? Not a lot. I mean, he's he's slow though. He's slow. That's so what makes it worse. You, you're slow. <laughs> That's why it's and a hard it, position, bro. And another thing with another thing with corner, bro. Corner is like, I feel like corner and safety are like easy position, bro. Just off the fact of like. The real good corners don't even get the ball thrown to them. Safeties, safety, that's a fun-ass position, bro. I, I used to love playing that. When I was in the, we in the hood just playing football, bro. That used to be the funnest position to play. Like, man, I get to sit back here, chill, wait for anybody. I'm reading the whole field. I go wherever I want. You know what I'm saying? It's free range, bro. You, you, you. It, so it's you hard, bro. It's fun. Like, you want to play that shit. That's, that, I feel like I was one of the funnest positions, bro. Like, the only thing with corner, I feel like with corner – they they can be having a great game the whole game, and then somebody go deep on them, and then beat them on a play. Right. And like, oh man, they trash. They had a horrible game. You know what I mean? That's that's what they got to deal with. But other than that, they I feel like their position is not really that difficult. Bro. <laughs> so that's what, that's an easy position to me, man. I feel like it's hard as shit. But um, that was that was a great EP, guys. Uh, we gonna wrap it up for tonight. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, enjoy enjoy the podcast. It'll be out soon. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh-uh.